Welcome to The Soul Connection with Dr. Christy Ann Lefferts, also known as Dr. K. On our program, we bring you stories of faith, holistic connections, and so much more. Now, please welcome your host, Dr. K. Hey, welcome back to The Soul Connection. I am Dr. K, your soul doctor, checking in with you today. And I'd like to give a big shout out to our expanding international listening base. We have picked up listeners in Canada, Germany, New Zealand, Australia, Japan, China, Philippines, Ukraine, Ireland, Italy, Singapore, Korea, Czechoslovakia, Thailand, Romania, Puerto Rico, Colombia, Vietnam, France, uh, Antigua, Hong Kong, Israel, Greece, Norway, South Africa, Belgium, Indonesia, Venezuela, the Netherlands, Spain, Mexico, Taiwan, Malaysia, Switzerland, Costa Rica, Belize, Tunisia, Panama, Brazil, Lithuania, and India, and Slovenia. I want to thank everybody, and of course, our United States listening base for tuning in with us. And obviously we've got some hot topics going on and how everything impacts our soul from our social connections to our biological sphere, to our psychological sphere, to our spiritual influencers. And this week I have a phenomenal guest. I have two phenomenal guests lined up. First one, Congressman Anthony Sabatini from Florida. And he has been hard at work for us here in Florida. And we have been a beacon for freedom and a beacon for truth in this country. And I thank you, Anthony, for your hard work that you've been doing. I I love to connect with people that have a passion for this country who who are true, illustrative patriots. So thank you for coming on today. I so appreciate it. Thank you, Chrissy. I really appreciate you having me on. It's an honor to be here. And I would like to highlight a little bit of what you've been doing. So you have had five legislative bills that have been signed into law here in Florida by Governor DeSantis. You have sponsored legislation on a variety of issues from big tech censorship to e-verify to Second Amendment, uh, making Florida a Second Amendment sanctuary state to tightening election laws, to eliminating corporate welfare and prohibiting mandatory vaccines, as well as protecting children against things such as transgender surgeries. And that is quite a a list. You've been a very busy guy on behalf of the people here. And I wanted to also highlight how I met you. I met you at the Jeremy Brown rally. It was a a rally over in Pinellas County where you spoke. And I wanted to start that segment with this because freedom is being assaulted all over the globe. And this is one of the number one things that are impacting the mental, psychological, spiritual health of the people worldwide. And they're looking to America for us to be leaders, for us to be that shining beacon once again of freedom. So um, I'm going to let you tell us how this happened and, and what you feel we should be doing as both Americans and world citizens in your behalf to stand up for freedom. So, Well, you mean across the board or just on everything? Yeah. I mean, on listen, everything. Let us right, now, right now, the stakes are higher in this country than they've ever been. We are going up against uh, an enemy. The enemies of freedom right now are unlike any time in American history. If we lose the battle, the spiritual battle for the future of this country right now, there will not be a United States. They might still call it the United States, but this will not be the land of the free. It'll be unidentifiable. This is the biggest existential threat. Woke communism is pretty much the best way to label it, but the woke communism has taken over this country and is trying to uh, cheapen and degrade and destroy the foundations of our country, which are God, family, freedom, patriotism, um, duty, truth. All of it is under the gun in the eyes of the left and the people who are in charge of this country right now, the federal government, including most of the major institutions. So what people need to do is really stand up and fight. One thing you hear folks right now say 
a lot is they talk about defending freedom and protecting Florida and remaining free. The truth is we really need to go on offense. It's time to regain the land and uh, the ideas we've lost in this country. We've kind of lost our country right now. We need to get it back. And the way we get it back is by limiting the role of government in our lives and protecting American sovereignty. So strong borders, you know, stopping these woke corporations from altering and destroying fundamental tenets of American life and just going back to freedom and liberty. And it's really a very simple recipe. You just need people who are courageous and willing to stand up and fight and get it done politically. And um, that's what I'm focused on. Accountability. That's we it. Accountability. accountability. Making sure the institutions of this country are once again, like they used to be, accountable to the American people. They're not right now. That's for, for darn sure. And when did corporations get to start setting public policy, is my question? About a half generation ago is when it started. These corporations have started to try to interfere with every tenet of American life and to try to guide and push uh, America into a different direction. That's somewhat new. They didn't used to really do that. They reflected the country a lot more than they tried to alter it. And um, it's time for us to start using our power to push back against that because it, it's not that's not the role of these large, woke global corporations. At least that's not what the role used to be, and we need to fight it. Mm-hmm. Well, small businesses also need a break to be able to compete with the, the corporate counterparts because of, you know, all of the um, advantages that the, the large seems to get larger and um, the small businesses, I believe that they need to have a bit more of a level playing field because if the Americans want to start funding a different narrative in the country, uh, sometimes there are areas that you're pretty much stuck shopping at the places that are actually funding things that you don't believe in. That's right. There's no choices. You know, people get so mad at the NFL and different stores and Carhartt and these other companies that go woke on us. But the truth is that just we're not being provided enough choices for people to make a intelligible decision to walk away from woke radical left companies. Why? Because they've become so big and dominant in their field of influence that's hard to get away from them. And so we really need to be looking at uh, pushing back and breaking down some of these monopolies that control many aspects of American life. So people have choices. They don't have the choices right now. We've all, we've set up an economy in a political practice that have allowed these giant corporations to get ever bigger. And that's why they stick their middle finger in our face and, you know, do whatever they want because they know that most people are not going to be able to escape the good or service or, thing that they provide because there's not not always other choices yes yeah and it might go back to the fact that people don't even realize there was a point in time where we had monopoly busters out there Mm -hmm. yep and if we don't know our history then people don't know that 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 is something that you know was very effective in in trying to regulate and providing more of a, a influence platform to every American so that there wouldn't be this few that would dictate policy to the overall majority of people. That's exactly Um, right. Yeah. So coming back to Jeremy Brown, the rally we, we met at, I had no idea this whole thing happened with Jeremy Brown and I live in Florida and I, this is one County over. And the mainstream media, of course, they haven't done a good job of putting out any information on it, as well as you haven't really seen any talk about it on the internet. It wasn't, I mean, I didn't know about it until I had a more of a grassroots movement connection to it. But how, how do people become aware of this? How did this even happen? Because from what I understand, Mr. Brown is a retired decorated veteran green beret is that correct uh i don't know exactly but his military record i do know that uh i believe he served and he's a guy who was fun you know exercising his fundamental god-given american rights to protest and free speech and was unfairly and politically targeted but yeah he was in the special forces i 
Just don't know too much about his, the details of his military record. But he was a distinguished man. He did not even go inside the Capitol. He did not trespass. He didn't do anything. Is this just a showing up the wrong place at the wrong time and being persecuted for it? And could this happen to any American? It's a yeah, it's a political persecution. Well, I mean, to answer your question, yeah, could this happen to anybody? Absolutely. But it could it have happened before this year or last year? No, this is a new phenomenon. The federal government and the national security state have a new blueprint where they use these political events to target and uh, harass people based on their political views. And that's what's happening now. January 6th is sort of the dawn of a new era where the federal government is going to start surveilling and punishing people based on their political participation. So if you go to a Black Lives Matter protest and burn down a building, that's fine because the, the regime, in this case, the government, you know, it's part of the regime of power in this country and the world today, uh, you know, it thinks that's an okay way to express yourself. But if you go to the Capitol, that's, that's a different story and you'll be targeted. So this is a new, sort of a new era that we're in. And how long has he been stuck in that jail? Do you know? Uh, coming up on maybe five months now, if I'm not mistaken. Five months. And he was not arrested on site, correct? He was not arrested in Washington, D.C. He did not trespass. He was arrested locally when he in Florida. Yeah, I mean, they just, like anyone, they basically filmed anyone who came onto any part of uh, federal property, violent or nonviolent, great majority of them being nonviolent, and have uh, arrested them for trespass and um, other crimes and nonviolent crimes and have held them without bail for months and months and months at a time. So it's obviously a political decision. And uh, it's really sad, but that's that's exactly what's happening. And so that's why I was proud to attend the rally to speak uh, in support of him exercising his fundamental rights and, and against the political prosecutions that uh, characterized January 6th. So what rights does he have if he's denied bail and he hasn't had a hearing and well, under the federal law, the, unfortunately, we gave judges way too much discretion to um, keep nonviolent protesters in jail if they would like. And so the judge has abused his discretion and made a political decision to keep him there. Now, there, there might be some legal maneuvers that you can uh, engage in to try to fight for his rights. But right now, what you need is a statute, statutory change that's going to stop these political political judges from abusing their discretion by keeping so-called criminals in jail. Mm, mm, that's good. Well, I thought we were all guaranteed a right to a speedy trial as being American citizens. Yeah, I, I'm not, a, I'm not extremely familiar with the detailed legal aspects of his case, but I assume that one of the reasons why he's not uh, requesting a, a expedited trial is because I think they're going to, in that case, throw the book at him, but I'm not his lawyer and I haven't spoken to him about legally. So I don't know what to tell you on that. Sure. sure. Well, it is very concerning uh, because people don't even know this is happening. Everybody concentrates on the January 6th, shall we call them POWs in Washington, D.C., but there could be Jeremy Browns all over the country. We just don't know about it. Oh, no, there, there is. It's been documented. There are many uh, grassroots conservative journalists who have documented many abuses by the federal government uh, revolving around January 6th. Jeremy Brown really is just one uh, instance of an archety archetype of type of prosecution of nonviolent uh, nonviolent persons who are expressing their political views, which are uh, looking, you know, looked at with disdain from the regime, the federal government. And so they're denied bail and they're treated differently based on their political activity. This is one instance of, I think, hundreds. There's been 800 people oh, charged wow. with uh, crimes related to January 6th, when, of course, a great majority of them were nonviolent. Mm, 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 mm. Well, yeah, a lot of the details, most of the American public, we don't even understand what's going on. And unless you're invited to something like this, then you have no idea these things are happening against your 
fellow citizens and veterans, people who have put their lives in harm's way for freedom and for our tenants, for liberty. So uh, I'm praying for Mr. Brown and I'm praying for fairness to come back into our judici judicial system and that legislate the, the legislative branch starts to legislate some guidelines that mm -hmm. there has to be um, a, a constitution that is followed, that they can't go off script, that there can't be this political persecution for no matter what your rights are. And it's, I don't believe this is a party thing, one party or the other. I think every American should be concerned about this because this might be something that you're not passionate about, but you might be passionate about something else that might not line up with the regime and power and find yourself on the other side of receiving uh, unfair treatment or cancellation. Is that correct? That's exactly right. Because who would have ever thought in one year that any of this would have happened? I could have never Nobody imagined. Nobody did. Yeah, that. no. I mean, the, the, the uh, acceleration of government power and its uh, abuse of power against people that they consider wrong um, is taking place so quickly that most people are totally off guard and unprepared to deal with it. Just the average yeah. citizen has no Most have no idea what's even going on. How many Americans even know about the abuses around January 6th prosecutions? Very few do, sadly enough. That's why the duty is that we have a very strong duty to get the word out. Yes. Well, I thank you for shedding light on this and for taking a stand because, like I said, there's not many that have. And getting people, our representatives, to start shedding a light on what's going on in our public and our state and to our citizens. This is a very important process for all of us. So um, I personally am very happy to hear that you're going to be moving to a higher uh, or running for a higher seat. You're going to be running for a national position, correct? Yeah, I'm running for the United States Congress now. I love being a Florida legislature. I like the work we're doing here, but I really think that the situation at our national level is much more dire and in more need of help and reform. And so I'm running for U.S. Congress to try to fix by decreasing the size of uh, our terrible federal government and get power back to the states and to the individual people of this country. Amen. I love hearing that. So we're going to go to break here in a minute and we come back. I want to talk to you a little bit about some of these crazy spending policies, what's going on, uh, how it's ta taxing the American people, and uh, some of the other issues that concern people, such as the 5G phenomenon going on. So when we come back from break, we will address these things. And you can catch us on the SoulConnectionUSA.com or on our Facebook, Soul Connection USA, or Instagram, The Soul Connection USA. The Soul Connection with Dr. K is a forum of expert guests coming together to showcase holistic lifestyles and spiritual connections. Host Christy Ann Lefferts, also known as Dr. K, will speak with authors, medical professionals, leaders in faith and business, and other national figures who will share stories, advice, expertise, and testimonials of faith. Get ready to feed your soul. Tune in for The Soul Connection, live every Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time, or listen on your time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. What sets apart VoiceAmerica.tv from the other video content providers on the Internet? Choice and flexibility means that you can host your video content live or on demand on the main VoiceAmerica.tv channels through your own branded media player or your own private TV channel. We support multiple media formats, so all of your video content can be in one place. We offer a number of advertising and video packages. For more information, visit VoiceAmerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us surprise you. You are listening to The Soul Connection. If you'd like to call in during the live show, call us at 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to holisticwellnesstampa at gmail.com. And now, back to this week's show. 
Hey, welcome back to the Soul Connection. We have a fantastic interview going on with Congressman Anthony Sabatini from Florida, one of our leading voices here locally, uh, accountable to the people. He's doing some definitely some saber rattling and shaking things up. So I welcome him back. I want him to give a quick shout out to his uh, contact info if you want to connect with him, get involved or support him. So Anthony, I'm going to let you do that. And we're going to take off with the next subject. Sounds great. Well, appreciate you having me back on again. (laughs) All right. So how do people get a hold of you? Well, the uh, biggest thing is the website for the Congress, sabatiniforcongress.com. Definitely encourage your listeners to check that out. And then, of course, I'm on every social media program from Gab and Parler to Facebook and Twitter and everything in between. So definitely encourage them to check me out at Anthony Sabatini. Thank you. And I'm telling you, it's so good to see fresh blood that is fired up about this country. And we've just had our fill, I believe, of career politicians that are bought and paid for by special interests. Our next guest after our second segment here is going to come on and help people, educate people on how to look up how their politicians are being funded, who's funding them, who's buying them, and who they're beholden to, and what their voting record is. And these are really important things because I know I went to a uh, dinner where I learned that voting was just yelling. There was no official record. They would, in, in Congress, I was Everyone was totally shocked to hear they would call a vote. One group would say, yay, on one side. And one group would say, nay, on the other side. And there was no actual record of who was voting for what unless uh, somebody stood up and demanded a count. And so people don't even know what the representatives are doing. Uh, I wanted to have you talk a little bit about that and how we're going to bring some accountability back. And we'll go from there. Sounds good to me. I mean, did you want to talk about a specific site or? Yeah, if you have anything that you want to share as far as how people can look up what their representatives are doing or any advice. Well, you know, voter voter guides are really, really important. And the top ones in the country are Club for Growth, American Conservative Union, and Freedom Works. They all score slightly differently people's voting records to see are they voting for free markets and Americanism and the constitution and limited government, or are they voting for basically communism or socialism, open borders or something else that's foreign to the United States. And you can check out all those votes on club for growth, American conserve union or freedom works. Those are some of the best score sheets. Of course, I'm very proud of the fact that I have either 99 or hundred on all those score sheets because I always vote against more government. I have a hundred percent rating for the American conservative union. I have a, I think a 99 from Club for Growth or something like that. And, um, you know, I'm endorsed by the National Association for Gun Rights, which is the strongest pro-Second Amendment group in the country, much more strong on the Second Amendment than the NRA. And, um, yeah, so I would encourage your listeners to check all those sites out, and that's key. When it comes to donations, you just got to go to either the state or federal website, depending on what they're running for, and you'll see their donations. You'll see Grassroots candidates like me, I've raised almost $800,000 and 99.99% of the dollars come from people. They come from individuals. They come from your average, you know, Joe in Florida that just wants to see a true conservative who loves the constitution elected, who's going to defend their rights. The only PAC money I've ever received is from pro second amendment groups like the national association for gun rights which are uh, political committees dedicated to preserving the Second Amendment. And uh, you'll see corrupt politicians are getting their money from PACs, from insurance and pharmacies, pharmacists and trial lawyers and whatever other special interests you can think of. And Yes, um, I believe that we wouldn't be in the condition we'd be in if a lot of our politicians weren't just rolling over to special interests that corporations wouldn't be able to bully the American people by dictating our health policies, by dictating um, just, you know, a, a lot of 
profit centers to them as things that we have to adhere to. That's exactly right. That's one of the key things. And people think you have to have a law to fix it. Yeah, I mean, you could prohibit the kind of spending, but you really just need to be voting in grassroots candidates and stop voting in the people that are always going to be tempted to be corrupt. And that's uh, a lot of the officials right now. They're just taking money because they're corrupt. If, if it wasn't money that corrupt them, corrupted them, it would be something else. They're not serving for the right reasons. They're not serving to protect this republic, save the republic and protect liberty. They're running because it gives them some personal material benefit. Mm-hmm. And the Second Amendment, you know, that's kind of a hot topic. However, uh, historically speaking, a lot of people uh, have credited the fact that we've never been invaded because we've had armed public. And, and look at things that are happening in other countries that are literally put up concentration camps for their own citizens based on vaccination status, which is a horrific crime against humanity, in my opinion. If they had an armed public, would they really be doing that? Isn't this more a move to keep our government in check? Oh, uh, yeah, no, absolutely. Um, you know, it's a, it's a way to defend our country and to give people freedom. And those who want to reduce gun rights and our liberties are a way we're trying to placate and remove the autonomy of individual citizens so that we can be more mal more easily controlled or pushed around or used for some purpose that we don't want to be used for. That's what it's about. Yeah. But if everybody saw it as my, my neighbor is my brother. And if anyone tried to invade this country, we stand together as Americans, no matter what party we represent. And that's the reason for having guns. It's not to turn on one another. It's, not for criminal activities, but seeing it as part of our national defense, foreign, domestic. Yeah, no. Most of these countries that have issues with their government getting out of control and abusing their citizens do not have uh, a public that can defend itself. Is that correct? That's right. Most of them don't have a second amendment right and they don't have any way to defend themselves when the government itself is breaking the law and disobeying the uh, fundamental rights of their citizens. And of course, even the written law of that country. And we see that time and time again across the the country in many, many different countries across the world. And um, we haven't seen it here, but rarely because of the fundamental rights that our founding fathers enshrined in the constitution. Yes. And so really we, we all need to care about what that constitution says, and we should be raising our children to know what it says. And history is probably our most important subject, but it's given the least amount of um, due credit. And matter of fact, uh, it was that Martin Luther King's niece came out against them removing the statue in front of uh, the museum in New York City, where mm-hmm. they had Theodore Roosevelt's horse that yeah the statue and she came out and she said well then we if we remove one we got to remove them all and then (laughs) who would know what questions to ask about who we are where we came from so he's exactly right yeah so we really do have to care it's everyone's getting hyper offended at every little stinking thing and you know god didn't call us to be powder puffs on this earth (laughs) we're called to to learn and grow and we learn and grow by knowing who we are, where we came from and where we're going. That's exactly right. So um, back to another issue. And this is one that a lot of holistic practitioners are picking up on is the concern about 5g and the fact that 5g is just being deployed all over the country and world And apparently there are laws in place that cities themselves cannot uh, dispute having these towers go up and the amount of power they put out hurts. I I do a lot of therapies using um, different frequencies, but they put out very powerful frequencies that can disrupt airplane communications. It's 
um, it could disrupt a lot of different things that there hasn't been any study on how it affects human organisms. And here we're like this, another big experiment done by corporate America. And I honestly don't think how well my son's game streams is as important as making sure that we're not getting microwaved or our children or our little animals, you know? So how can, how can the normal public do anything if corporations already have it signed in law that cities can't refuse these things? And I'm assuming they get that done because they've funded their candidates. Hmm. Well, I'll be honest with you. It's something uh, I'll have to take a look at because I really don't know too much about it. It's kind of a new issue, I guess you could say, for me at least. Um, something that I definitely have to study. Yeah, well, I would love it for somebody to take a look at this on a, a state level, a national level. Uh, and when they had these pictures of the people in China, they were when the Wuhan thing exploded, they were tearing down the towers. So somehow they had some correlation between towers and people being ill. So I don't believe we're being told everything, but I would love to see some long-term studies on this stuff before they just decide to flip a switch on all of us Americans. If you look at the cancer and diseases, it's all exploding. And it's all exploding because of our environment. And we're not having any say, mental illness is exploding. Well, if you have all these frequencies going through the air bombarding your head all day long, that can really affect people. And these are all things that people don't even realize are going on around them because it's part of the invisible assault. So something I'll have to take a look at. Once again, don't really know too much about any of that, to be honest with you. So. All right. Well, I appreciate you looking in on that. Last topic I want to talk about is inflation. So a lot of people are finding that, that they're having a, a lot of additional stress in their life because of inflation. It's a tax on people and it's turning American society into renters instead of buyers because things are getting expensive. Cars and people aren't owning, they're leasing. And it's kind of scary to the American public. What can Congress do about this? How can we stop this crazy spending? Well, I'll tell you what, you know, uh, if government did stop spending, you would see less liquidity. You would see less of the artificial interventions, kind of sugar highs in the economy. And you would see people start the process of saving again and being realistic about where the economy is. And you would see less inflation. Inflation is a direct result of the wild, irresponsible interventions of Congress and the Federal Reserve in our economy, and that's a problem. So we need to reel it back and go back to fiscal conservatism. Would you advocate going back to a gold-backed system? Totally. Yeah, no, I think a Federal Reserve system is totally corrupt, and yes. uh, it's, it's basically organized theft, and we need to go back to sound money. Well, if you look at the history of inflation, it really didn't take off until we unpegged from the gold standard. When mm -hmm. they confiscated all the gold in America, and then all of a sudden, from that point on, inflation really starts to take off mm -hmm. because there's nothing backing it. So um, I'm glad to hear that because I do believe that we, we have to have something besides a, a fiat-based currency that is controlled by the Federal Reserve really isn't a federal entity, is it? A lot of people are confused about that. Well, they're very, yeah, they're, there's no real oversight of Congress to the Federal Reserve. The, the least we can do is begin the process of having oversight again, opening up the books, auditing them, and knowing what they do. It's, it's too secretive of an organization, and it's sad to see Congress abdicate its role of oversight of the Federal Reserve, one of the most powerful institutions in the world. So we got to get back to oversight. That's the real core function of the Congress. Yeah, because they control the money supply to every corner bank. Everybody is subject to the Federal Reserve's policies and um, 
directives. So Anthony, I thank you so much for joining us uh, on this segment. I hope and pray that your campaign does extraordinarily well. And I'm going to just pray for you on the way out. Is that all right? Please do. All right. So Heavenly Father, we come before you, God. We thank you, God, for the patriots that you are sending forward in this country today. We thank you for men and women that are standing up for freedom, for men and women are standing up for the rights of your people, God. We ask you, oh Lord God, to send heavenly angelic protection around them, around their families, Lord God, and around your country, God. We thank you, oh Lord God, that you have allowed us to be your servants and to live in such a time as this. Lord God, I pray the blood of Jesus covers Anthony, his family, his mission, his goals, Lord God, um, that no weapon formed against him prosper, oh Lord God, and you give him the wisdom to know what fights to engage in and what fights are not his. And I thank you, God, for this time with him today. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. 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 Thank you so much. And I look forward to getting an update with you, uh, especially when you get elected to your next position. Well, thanks for having me on. Take All care. right, many blessings. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America or search for us at keyword voice America. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are listening to The Soul Connection. If you'd like to call in during the live show, call us at 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to holisticwellnesstampa at gmail.com. And now, back to this week's show. Welcome back to The Soul Connection. I want to take a moment here and acknowledge the MyPillow Group out of Minnesota, Supporting our American economy with all American-made products. Use the promo code SOUL, S-O-U-L, and receive 66% off of your premium pillow, bed, and bath products. Now in this next segment, I welcome Jeff Dow, former Navy and intelligence officer. Before we start, I'm going to share a little story. I was on a conference call, and... The group that I was talking to had one of the participants, who was a lady out of Detroit, Michigan. In the middle of the call, she was disrupted because there was a foreign investor trying to buy the houses in the neighborhood. Now, I had thought that this was a Florida phenomena with so many offers coming in and people circling neighborhoods, on foot soliciting, ringing doors, and trying to buy our houses out, cash offers right, right from under us. It seems as if our people are fighting abroad and to protect the American citizens and our interests, but yet at home, we have foreign investors and corporations coming in and buying out our farms, our neighborhoods, and leaving the Americans to be renters. So, Jeff, welcome, and I'd like to have your input in on this phenomenon that seems to be happening throughout the entire country, regardless of the state you live in. Thanks for having me, Christy. I appreciate it. Yes. I, don't, I haven't been on too many other people's podcasts, so it's cool to jump in every now and then. Yeah, well, we're uh, glad to have you. I do have a question in regards to what you're talking about with your friend. Um, is Did they mention that these people are offering more than what they're asking for? Because I'm seeing that a lot with uh, an organization, I believe it is, uh, called BlackRock. They're pretty much coming in, and whatever your home is listed for, they're offering even more than that. Yeah. Which is not typically how you would negotiate, but they're trying to scoop all these out because it goes back to what Steve Bannon often talks about, uh, the party of Davos, and how they made the, I think it was the World Economic Forum, that they had said, you're going to own nothing and you're going to be happy. And you're kind of seeing that same thing take place all around the country. Um, and, and I agree. I don't think that other countries allow this. I don't think that we're allowed to just go buy land. Other than our negotiations with our military bases, I don't think we can own land, property in other countries unless you're a citizen of that country. Uh, I could be wrong on that. but yeah. yeah, I believe that there are some countries that let you lease 
land, but not become permanent owners. And I think country by country, it differs. But they don't allow foreign governments, foreign corporations, many countries don't, to just come in and, and buy and buy and buy. I mean, buy up whole states. Well, I can cover at least part of this part. Okay. In regards to uh, where I'm from, uh, originally from Maine, there's a small paper mill town, actually. There's a Smithsonian did a movie on my hometown called The Rivals. It's us versus, I'm from a paper mill town, a bunch of rednecks. I believe, actually, the senior on our rival team called us, a bunch, this, his words, a bunch of whiskey-drinking, shotgun-toting, hillbilly redneck from Rumford. <laughs> that's, uh, wow. That's kind of where I'm from. Yeah. And I say that because in my hometown, everything revolves around that paper mill. Like 80% of the people, I would say, from that town of 12,000 people, live, I mean, I work or have something direct contact with that uh, paper mill, whether it's the loggers, uh, the chippers, the workers inside, <clears throat> the delivery, all that stuff. And something that my mom had told me is uh, it's now owned. It's formerly, if you're familiar with uh, paper, like uh, notebooks, mead paper, um, that's the, the company that they make that paper. And I believe they also sell uh, or they do the, the cover, I want to say, for National Geographic as well as Oprah Winfrey magazines. Um, and this paper mill is no longer mead. It's not Mead West Vaco, it's not Boise, it's it's now Nine Dragons. So mm. this is something I had brought up. I had mentioned earlier, I brought up to Joe Kent, who's running for uh, Washington's 3rd District, and I asked him that very question. Like, why are we, as Americans, why are we allowing other countries to come in and not even just buy businesses? They're, they're scooping up entire industries. You're seeing globally uh, the supply chain right now. We're about to go into an even more intense scenario, and a lot of people have no idea because the there's some outbreak in China, and it's it's bad enough that people are like hemorrhaging and, and falling out. Uh, it's not what we've been seeing with Rona. It's it's significantly worse to the point where they're closing off ports, major ports. Um, so that's going to be a huge issue for the country and. It kind of ties back into that. Why? Why are we allowing another country to influence us in any capacity? Um, they end up. They own our music industry, China. If you go in, you see, I think it's Ten Cent or something on those lines. They own an awful lot of music uh, corporations. Corporations, the movie industry. They're highly invested in colleges. They're invested in a lot of our candidates or people who are currently in office. And you know, it, it's. They control an awful lot of our lives, either indirectly or even directly. Right now, we're seeing, and not to segue it in, but that's actually kind of a one of the ways that we help to prevent that is ensuring who the candidates are, who they're running, or who's running, and who's funding them, and mm-hmm. researching, excuse me, researching into those candidates to see who's who's got buy-in on that candidate because it, it matters down the road and what what they're going to call for shots and what they want them to do. Um, I don't know if you want to go into that. Yeah. Conversation. Yeah, absolutely. Because honestly, Americans have to wake up. Our our country is being pulled out right from under the American citizens. And I'm also very, I'm pro-capitalist. I understand that there will always be people who buy and people who sell and people who rent. But there is a huge problem when you put, put an average American citizen Working, you know, it could be a truck driver or, um, you know, somebody's delivering mail, just your average American citizen against an entire government of another country with an unlimited checkbook and unlimited treasury coming in with an assignment to buy our land. And increase our rent. And increase our rent. And then all of a sudden, you know, American people are working harder, um, two jobs. And who are we paying? And our taxes go to this entity called the Federal Reserve, which isn't even a real government entity. You know, it's not for us, we the people. So, and then the foreign, what do you call it, investors? Governments. Governments or investors or corporations end up walking away with the, the labor costs because people need housing. So it's, and they have free will to keep upping the rent as they so desire. And American citizens are stuck because where are we going to go, right? Yep. Everybody's coming in here 
well, where are we going to go? <laughs> and people don't stop to think about this. But our candidates, our, our representatives, they do need to start taking note that corporations, I mean, we talked about this in the first two segments with Sabatini, that corporations are taking over the country and they're setting policy, they're um, fronting for foreign governments, they're becoming basically the owners of the people and the government's supposed to work for the people, not own the people on behalf of corporations that are funding the candidates. So, but then again, the candidates can't win unless they have deep pockets. So this is a, a the whole system needs an overhaul. Yep, <clears throat> and that's something that I've learned um, as I've got involved. I saw on Boardroom Pandemic with Steve Bannon, he had a guy on named Dan Schultz that was talking about the precinct uh, precinct project, precinct strategy. If you go to precinctstrategy.com, regardless of where your listeners live, um, they go to that website, they can find a place where they can get involved whether it's uh, Florida or another state, you get involved at the county level. And all of this stuff for me is new. Um, and, and segueing that in, I'm as a former Intel guy, I did 10 and a half years Navy, um, as Christy had said. And that whole time I was in, I was also NSA, right? Which for me, it, it gave me a very particular set of skills. Um, but it, it allows me to, to think differently and to research, right? Like I... I'm constantly digging and finding information, and there's a number of ways that you can and should be looking up all of your candidates, all of them, and this stuff should be exposed. Um, I'm not saying everybody's corrupt, uh, but not everybody's innocent, and at that same time, people are going to buy your vote, people, not your vote, you're gonna, they're going to buy your candidate. Because if they have the most likely chance of winning, they could buy them for a number of reasons. Maybe they want them to bail out at the last minute. Maybe they want to control them. And it all comes down. I mean, we're seeing right now, I'm seeing an awful lot of candidates who've been bought in significant portions by big pharma. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So one of the ways that you can vet candidates is going to, uh, for here in Florida, it's going to your uh, a number of different websites, really. Transparency USA covers a lot more of the federal side of things. Uh, and a lot of these, I think, also do state level. Open Secrets, not to be confused with uh, Open Societies, uh, George Soros. Uh, OpenSecrets.org, it gives you research into the candidate, like the money flow. And then also, again, for here in Florida, uh, dos.myflorida.com, um, you can go in and look at contribution records, expenditure records, both matter mm-hmm, because the mm-hmm. contributions are the ones that are coming in uh, from people who are contributing. Very simple. Expenditures is who the candidate is paying. Now, that matters far, uh, I'd probably say about as much uh, and probably in different ways than contributions because expenditures are generally them paying the campaign managers and the campaign managers who have access to PACs where companies like Big Pharma, you can only pay a candidate so much, but you can pay a pack as much as you want, and that pack can pay the candidate, or mm-hmm. that pack can pay another pack that pays another pack and then pays the candidate, and you have to track all that stuff. So it's legal so, money laundering is essentially what it is. It really is. It it's really loophole is. legal money laundering for the candidate. Yep. And the, the whole thing is, is I think there should be a law that if you're a corporation that is going to require or be part of a requirement for Americans to participate in, such as mandatory vaccination records and, and um, schedules for citizens and our children and to go to school. Or why should they? Why should it be legal that they could contribute to candidates? Because aren't they the recipients of the policies? So they, they used to, uh, before PACs, there was a stop on that where you could only pay candidates so much. And the forming of PACs, in my opinion, based on my own research, uh, the forming of PACs is, is the loophole to get around that scenario again. Because back, back previous to that, you had um, unions. So a union would come in and scoop up a candidate. And they... they put a stop to that you could only donate so much per person uh and i don't believe the entity was allowed to i 
research that one. I, mean, I would say people on their own. I'm not as clear on it, but I know PACs came because of uh, the need for a loophole to be able to buy off candidates again. So I just the whole system is dirty. I have ideas on how we could fix it, but it takes getting the right people in there first mm-hmm. and seeing who's donating to them and calling this stuff out. This mm-hmm. is stuff that the counter, whoever the person is running against that person, you need to be getting that information to them. Because if you're corrupt, if you're, I shouldn't even say corrupt, if you're compromised, whether or not you've been corrupted, it's an issue. If, right. if you know, certain entities are paying you, there should be the expenditure side that amount should be going back saying, I ain't touching this. I don't know how, if that's how it actually works, but that's how it should work is you send the money back. Like, I don't want anything to do with pharma because mm-hmm. I don't want to be you know, compromised. And as all this stuff took place over the last couple of years, I've looked into who the candidates are who are most outspoken. Weird happens to also be the ones who are paid the most by all the different pharmaceutical companies, AstraZeneca. Um, yeah, getting ready to to, to launch this is. I see. I don't find any any uh, coincidences. No. Here, because no. How could they be ramping up and buying off candidates and this and that and then and then launch something on the world where every single person is going to require their product and they're going to try to bully and force people into it, and even now. Uh, the CDC's come out, and, and they actually had to admit that natural immunity is just as good. Um, weird. Yeah, weird. But you also have uh, Peter Daszak. You have EcoHealth Alliance. You have uh, Xi Jin Li, who's connected. She's the bat lady from uh, Wuhan. All of that actually interconnects into uh, Rosemont Seneca Bohai, which is the uh, Hunter Biden connection, one of the many that they have within that. Uh, Thor. Rosemont Seneca Thornton Bohai, it's like a three or four overall organizations connection, but literally connected. Fauci's in there. USAID or USAID, all those groups are interconnected. Fauci, yes. Wuhan, Wuhan specifically, mm-hmm. uh, Peter Gashik. So, because, uh, DARPA refused the project because it was too risky, but the NIH picks picks it up, and lo yep. and behold, all of this. Extra money is coming in, listed as investments on the decision still, makers' taxes. Still, it is still investing those uh, investing in Wuhan. Oh to wow! To this day, still. Yep. Yeah, that is something that isn't widely known. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Give a shout out to your channel. There's a number of ways. Uh, DigitalSoldierNetwork.com is the one that most people remember the easiest. But if you want, <clears throat> if you want my Linktree equivalent, it is uh, lnk.bio/dsn. Foxhole, the Foxhole.app is the best, ultimate best one. Probably a lot of your uh, listeners' favorite friends who all have been nuked off of YouTube and all the others. You can find them over there as well. All right. There's a ton of us. Yes, yes. Thank you, Patriots. Thank you again for tuning into The Soul Connection. Please join Dr. Christiane Lefferts again every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Until our next show, find new ways this week and every week to make your own soul connections.